to start? <laughs> Good question. I mean, we've met a few times, hung out a bunch, mm-hmm. and so we know a little bit about each other. Yep. But obviously, people listening have no idea who I'm talking to right now. Maybe you introduce yourself, and if I feel like you've left anything out, some things that I've noticed about you, then maybe I'll share those as well. All right. Okay? Okay, let's try this. All right, so hi guys, listening to this this conversation, welcome on board. Uh, my name is Tim, and I'm a 27, young, happy earthling, walking my journey and uh, trying to be aligned with my principles and feeling, yeah, like living my life sharing my skills if they can be useful and inspiring and uh, trying to learn and grow i think cool well i think i want to definitely jump in there and also add that well just hanging out with you noticing that certain areas of your life actually many areas of your life seem to be flowing pretty smoothly and that there seems to be some a lot of ease and um synchronicity even and uh, this was fascinating because you know um, then I'm trying to work out like okay what's going on here like how, how are you doing it so this is one of the big reasons why I wanted to talk to you today because I also noticed that you have a good value of yourself like you your your um, self-worth mm-hmm. is seems very strong and healthy mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't help but think maybe this has something to do with uh how easy and flowing certain areas of your life are. So that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to sit down with you. Yep. Anything to say about that? Or? Let's start. Let's start. <laughs> Let's get in. Okay. So just to give people a background, just to give the listener a background, you mentioned, you know, you're trying to live true to your, your principles and grow and learn and also share what you're learning with other people. Yep. And some of the things you do, I don't know everything you do, but some of them are like you work as a sound healer mm-hmm. um, using the didgeridoo as your as your tool for healing. Yeah. And you also do massage. Mm-hmm. And obviously one of your, your, I guess you could call it a passion, is uh, running your YouTube channel, mm, yeah. vlogging and... Um, well, maybe you should tell a little bit about your own channel because <laughs> I feel like you know it way better than... Than I do. Okay. Yeah. So the my channel, what I would like to share is uh, I don't know maybe pieces, slices of life in uh, as authentic way as possible. Uh, yeah, lifestyle. So for me, veganism is really important. It's part of my principles. I feel aligned with being fit as well because I think we have to take care of our body and being fit is part of it. And then being allowed to do more things. I like really like handstand, for instance. Food, because food is a cool, pleasant, social thing. And so in a vegan way, that's pretty pretty cool to share. And then, yeah, vlog. I like to vlog. I think it's pretty nice uh, content. Just sharing pieces of life and travel. So I'm traveling. That's part of my journey. And then people following this channel can like learn about countries and eventually end up starting their own journey like in the form of traveling 
and the idea is at the end to find the place really matching what I'm looking for and yeah build a house really simple minimalist house uh, in a tropical place growing fruit trees and veggies everywhere and sharing all the skill set I'm building right now okay so this is something you've already done you've already been building a house no that's my life life project that's the 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 end or like next chapter along my journey uh, at the moment i'm aiming for ecuador i think it's a place could really match my uh, what i'm looking for yeah ecuador okay one thing i noticed about the videos on your channel uh, you make one, at least one video a week, maybe two. Mm -hmm. yep. That all the videos have a really nice flowing creativity mm -hmm. as well. And I can't help but think that that this has something to do with your your self-worth and how you think about yourself, how you treat yourself. Um, do you see any connection there? Mm -hmm. Maybe not consciously right now, but I don't know. Do you Do you feel like it's connected somehow? Yes, somehow, definitely, how, at the moment, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll connect it by talking. Uh, yeah, creativity is coming with feeling happy and content, aligned, and uh, yes, I think so. I, I have to ask, have you always felt happy and content, or have there been times where you're just struggling and there hasn't been so much flow uh, to certain areas of your life, have you you know have you experienced any of that? Yeah, yeah, probably years ago. I'm 27. I would say 18 when I was 18, so nine years ago. Uh, a big turn, a big change in my life. And before it was, uh, I don't know, just the seeds, winter time, not blossoming. So yeah, there is a before and after. Definitely. Okay. Can I ask what, what this change was? I mean, it's up to you how much you want to share, mm. but can I ask? <laughs> it's all right. I feel pretty comfortable with it. Uh, my mom died when I was 14 and has been like a really big experience for me. And I just blocked. I didn't cry for years, basically. And that was my, my way to survive. Just cutting those feelings and yeah burying all those all this big experience deep and yeah around 18 i worked on it and i think i i, I was ready to to grow and to grow through through this big experience that was like a big potential in terms of growth and yeah working on this has been like a massive release and then learning to cry again and letting go a lot of energy blocked and stuck somewhere. And then my life has just been changing every year. It's like an exponential basically. And it's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so through this experience, are you aware of any specific things you learned during this time? of letting go and opening up, which you see has uh, continued to help you in expanding and growing more in life? Yeah, I think it for years or maybe four, five years, all this blocked energy, energy of life, 
emotional energy uh, has been a weight helping me to keep going and as a teenager trying to yeah just work my life and grow and and learn some things but at the point I let it go and worked on it and learned to cry again for instance uh, it has been like yeah really gigantic release and I think all this energy was just uh, staying as a potential unused and expressed potential and at this turning points it was like a massive uh, spring and then yeah just it just launched the the big big change in my life and it was the beginning of my journey like conscious journey before it was just whatever i don't know life time is going and things are happening but with a lot of unawareness yeah yeah and then death yeah life accepting death and being a right with it to allow and create more room and space to be alive and enjoy it and celebrate it that's the big one of the big uh, thing i learned through this experience yeah i think perhaps that's what uh, intrigued me about you um, when i first met you there's a fullness to everything you do you know for, for myself i've noticed that I feel this fullness when I'm feeling really comfortable within myself. And one of the ways I've done that, I've talked recently about this on the podcast, was um, getting my sense of value, mm. self-validation from within myself. And it doesn't mean I block out other people saying, hey, giving compliments or support or kindness or whatever. But I've found that when I come back into myself and validate myself for myself, mm. um, this has really changed the way I approach things because suddenly it doesn't matter what other people think. Mm. Yeah, I sense the same thing from you. Um, but I'm interested, what's your experience like? Uh, maybe when you're trying something new or something unknown, maybe stepping outside of your comfort zone. Is there a process you go through consciously to support yourself or to to say, hey, I'm okay, let's do this? Yeah, I think like I found out about some tools like in the beginning of my journey and it's still really helping me. And in the beginning, it was like uh, a, like part of the big change, the reasons of the, those big changes. And for instance, the, the four agreements, you know this book? four agreements yeah and that's for me a big life change factor of change and one of those agreement is whatever don't take it personally and then for me it's linked to yeah self-worth and i'm not looking for the the confirmation i'm not looking for the external validation and this way i'm not dependent of people just, I don't know, people finding me good enough, interesting enough, or genuine enough. I try to provide this self-worth just by myself, and that's it. And by this approach, uh, I feel 
I don't know, I feel in really good relation. Yeah, that's it. I have a really good relationship with myself. I'm my own really good buddy and I respect myself and I will, as I will do with like a really good friend. And yeah, I think this, the relationship I have with myself is really um, vibrant and um, authentic and so welcoming welcoming me through the experiences along my journey and probably the non-violent communication was for me also like a big big tool and trying to understand what's going on and the needs and how it's expressed and when I'm stepping out of my comfort zone so all those tools now for years part of my way to experience life are definitely a big gigantic help and allowing me to feel I don't know happy content genuine and confident as well so just quickly the nonviolent communication um, can you give a brief summary of what this is yeah it's uh, a process in few steps four it the first one is sounds really simple, but it's pretty difficult. It's the observation step. So there is a situation and the job is to try to describe it as it is without all your affects and perception, this, this formed perception. So when you were looking at me in an angry way, that's already disformed. It's, it's like a camera wouldn't see, perceive it like it, right? Right, so it's... Uh, objective, an objective observing of a situation yeah. or an event, removing your feelings or reactions yeah, yeah. Uh, about it. Yeah. So from this, we can work and build up and work with the process. The second one is the the feelings, how I feel with this situation, and feeling judged is not a feeling. It's talking about outside. So everything is about talking how do you how do you feel with this specific objective situation which is pretty challenging because then we realize that we are often really just black or white i feel good i feel bad it's really blurry it's not talking about the real things so it's going deeper and jumping in those feelings and trying to connect them and being aware of them and then the third step would be to uh, connect the need related to this feeling, understand what is not satisfied, what's natural, healthy, uh, uh, legitimate need I have unsatisfied. And which is, which is really interesting to connect. Like from being angry, you can realize you're just looking for attention and, and, and love at the end. It's often like just love and being welcomed unconditionally. And the fourth step, so it's like jumping from step one, two, three, back to one, back to two. It's going deeper and deeper. It's really like a insignificant thing during a, a day could like lead you to connect something really deep. Wow, just, really deep. just by going through these steps. Yeah, yeah. And were you saying that you can go one, two, three, four, and then go back again? No, one, two, three, and four, the, the last step is a request, which means being a right, whatever the answer will be. It's a yes, it's a no, it's a right. So how, by being aware of all those things, can I change it? I'm aware of the situation, how can I change it and make it something 
potentially like helping us to grow. And that's a request which is really different uh, with uh, the demand. Um, how can we change this situation? So now I'm aware of my need of, I don't know, attention. Could you, in this specific situation, and we have to be really accurate, so if, if we stay like blurry and like not, not focused on something really accurate, the situation will happen again and and we won't be satisfied because it wasn't accurate. Could you try to do better next time? It doesn't mean anything. And then the person... Uh, so when you say accurate, you mean like specific? Yeah, specific, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this way, the person you are requesting something is aware of what you're looking for and can and so consciously like, yes, I'm right with it and I will do my best or no, I'm not fine with this and we have to find something else. And yeah, this is part of step four. Four. That's the last step. Okay, so you're not making a demand in step four. You're making a very specific request. Yep. Okay. To someone else in, involved in in a specific situation, or to yourself. Mm. I'm aware now that I need self worth, and next time this situation happen, I request myself to try to step up. Uh, further and try to commit to achieve this and something specific so really these steps can be applied to ourselves and also interactions with other people oh, definitely yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. big stuff yeah um non-violent communication non-violent communication yeah and so you're saying that uh, the four agreements yep and also the steps of non-violent, non-violent communication, communication these two things have been huge tools for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a source of change and fulfillment that's really, really helpful for me along my journey. And I would say also the triangle uh, victim, savior, and what's it called? You know? Uh, which triangle? The relationship triangle where someone is just like the bad guy, bad guy, the victim and the savior and how we are jumping from a, a role, a character to another one. I would say the three tools, uh, I play with them all together. I mix them and use them. And yeah, that's part definitely of my self-worth and confidence and awesome life. But can we go back? Like, where did the pyramid come from? Where did you learn about this? Is this part of nonviolent communication? Yeah, it's another other tool of comprehension, understanding yourself. Yeah, our situation, relationships, how we are not uh, in a genuine relationship, uh, how we are playing roles, and that's not for the best. I see. I see. So this. Um this triangle mm. helps you identify where you are, which role you're playing. Yeah. Because, so in this context, you're saying when we're playing a role in a relationship with someone else or ourselves, yep. we're not being genuine. We're not being authentic. Yeah. And it doesn't allow you to experience, yeah, real, yeah, authentic. Because you're in this triangle and you will jump from being a victim to being a savior. And you, by being a savior, you will call victims in your life. By trying to help people without them to ask you, and you will all the time stay in this crazy triangle. 
And it's how to recognize it, identify it, and how to get out of it. And then start real, authentic relationship with yourself, with the world, with everybody. So how do you have an authentic connection with yourself? Well, <laughs> I mean, this can happen in many different ways, I know, but maybe you can think of a situation where maybe it was a pretty tense situation and you had the choice to maybe abandon yourself, to not listen or not take care of yourself or to stay with yourself and honor yourself and give yourself the support you needed. What's your inner process to maintaining this authentic connection inside? So it's back on this non-violent communication and being aware. So non-violent communication doesn't sound like what it is, but being aware of my needs uh, and being aware of how to uh, satisfy them in a healthy and direct way, not looking for people to satisfy what I'm looking for. Uh, that's a big, big uh, process. But then I'm aware what I'm, what I need, really, really need to be happy and f fulfilled. And it means also uh, setting up boundaries, limits. Uh, there are some things I won't accept them and I won't let people do them to me. It's for me the self-worth. It's how I value myself and what do I accept from other people, from, from myself, but from others as well. And that's really important. So being aware of my needs and, and setting up boundaries And in this space, healthy space, with enough room for me to feel, I don't know, free to do what I want to in, uh, in, in a healthy way, in a respectful way for myself and others. Uh, just letting space for my feelings and whatever is happening to happen. If I, feel, if I feel sad, it's fine. And I want to allow myself to cry if I need to, if I want to. And... Yeah, I would say welcome me, welcome myself in an as much as possible unconditional way. This love without conditions, this, it's all right, it's all right, it's your whatever enough, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough, I'm, I'm whatever enough, there is no pressure. And if I think, if I have the belief that I'm not, it's fine. I, I have the right to believe in it in the moment. And, and yeah, just maybe connect the need, like through this feeling, connect the need and then find a way to solve it, to, to bring life in this uh, space of fear of, or suffering maybe for an experience I had or for, I don't know, whatever part of my background. So how have you um, identified your needs in, the, in past situations? Um, because it's not always such an easy process. Uh, I remember for myself, not even, basically I remember a time when I had such a low self-worth Um, it felt non-existent. And what I mean by that is I didn't have any concept of 
myself at all. So it was very hard to even begin to understand what my needs were if you don't even know there's a self inside you to, to honor or to listen to. So I'm interested how you um, have identified or just become aware of, yeah, your needs, your actual genuine, authentic needs. And yeah, how, how have you done it? Or has it been always quite a natural process or awareness it's a never-ending process first i'm still working on many things feelings how do you feel how do you feel if you if you felt lost if you felt as non-existence that's that's a feeling and what is it related to it's related to i don't know references you're looking for meaning meaning in your life and and by digging through those step two step three from the feeling to the need, you will go deeper and deeper and then you will connect the, the main roots and then you can you can see beautiful change in it. When you're starting to be aware of what's going on, you're basically uh, digging uh, with your consciousness through the just unawareness of all those things. It's just darkness by default because you're unconscious. And putting things in lights. Bringing your awareness to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, so but just keep working with this, with this tool. For me, this tool is really, really helpful and powerful. And, uh, and the more room you're making to allow yourself to be, the more life is, is taking place in your life and the more powerful all your changes and new decisions and everything will be and it has like a massive ripple effect that's why like every year i feel like my like those last i would say seven eight years of working my life more consciously it's it's a crazy exponential it's it's amazing it's amazing i would never believe myself if if i meet my past self Ten years ago, I would never believe me as like the life I have now and the life I have now in the form it's taking, but also in the way I'm living it. That's the main difference. You can live in an awesome island with all the fruit you want, but you can be sad and lost and have have no self-worth, for instance. Or you can be in a dark city and, and smile and and feel happy and vibrant and share and share your your happiness through simple things it's not really the environment is helping definitely to connect maybe inner things but it's not it's not the main main source cause so it's not essential that your environment needs to be enriching and and and, and always bright and positive for you to still have self-worth it's it's definitely helping in theory at least, but you're filling this environment up with your feelings. The brightest room can be grey, dark and grey if you feel sad. We, we're watching through our glasses and so let's clean them. <laughs> Just while you're talking about giving yourself the space to feel however you felt and to, to, to be with yourself, I remember a time 
when I didn't even feel I was worth giving myself the space or giving myself the time. So I couldn't even begin to uh, allow myself to feel the feelings I was having because I didn't feel I deserved to feel good, mm. uh, that I didn't feel I deserved love or to feel worthy. And still I'm for sure working through some of these issues, but um, what, would you, what would you say to someone like myself at that time? You know, is there, is there any advice for someone who really, I mean, the tools are there, but you have to want to use them mm. and feel worthy of using them. I think I would give a go to a talk with you in the past and try maybe to suggest this like non-violent communication tool and invite you if you if you're happy with it to try and watch what's what's going on in yourself what's what's happening why but at the same time maybe that was fine for you to feel like this you you were processing things in the backstage, winter time, everything is happening, but just in the silence, it's looking like no life. It's dark. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not a good thing. But yeah, the process is happening. And for me, before I was ready, I wasn't ready, perhaps. And it happened when it happened, and that's fine. That's uh, quite a powerful thing to say. It happens when it happens. Mm. There's no pressure for you to begin healing or to begin having lots of self-worth or begin working on yourself or having more awareness. It happens when you're ready for it. Mm. And I feel in that statement itself, there is a lot of um, self-allowing, a lot of uh, love for yourself to give yourself the time and the space to feel when it's right for you, when you want to change, yeah. when you want to begin looking at what's inside you. Mm. On the other hand, it's not. Uh, it's maybe also allowing, creating space for uh, procrastination. And yeah, I'm not ready at the moment. And then I would try, for myself at least, I try to observe me and like with this comfort zone and being aware of. All right, I'm at the moment afraid to get out of this comfort zone and just being aware of this. Is that laziness? Is that fear? Or is that just the right? At the moment, I'm doing my best. So I'm, I'm like all the time juggling with all those tools and because all of them, by themselves, I feel like they are not enough. It's not a whole thing by themselves. And all together, so far, it's yeah doing a great job. Oh, I'm doing a great job with them. I don't know. <laughs> Probably both. So I've been working on my self-worth for, you know, a, quite a few years now. Um, and probably even before that, but not so consciously. And, and yeah, as you said, it's a never-ending process. I have moved many big blocks from my life just with giving myself, well, being my best friend. By allowing myself the space to be sad, be happy, be joyful, be down, be depressed, and really be with myself like a friend who is right there with me. Um, this has created huge uh, positive shifts in my life, without a doubt. 
But right now, I'm still very much struggling with how much I'm worthy of receiving from other people. It could be affection. It could be, uh, it could be money coming from work I do. Anything coming from another person. It could be a, it could be a, a, a massage or some kind of other loving gesture. And I can tell there's still a part of me that doesn't feel 100% worthy of receiving this. Like, yes, I'm good enough. Or, you know, there's, or maybe there is still this uh, value judgment on myself. Like, hmm, wait a second. I don't feel like I deserve this. Why is this happening? And I might even get a bit suspicious about what the other person wants. Or because I don't feel like I'm worth it. Years ago, just when my life started to change, uh, I had this this awesome housemate and we worked our own journey together for the first few years and it was amazing to have like support and a relationship really providing space for the growth, discovering life and many things. Anyway, uh, this guy uh, is playing didgeridoo for a while and... That's the one who showed me this amazing instrument. And I, I listened to him playing for a while and he asked me, like, give it a go, try it. And I tried and he was like, man, it's this instrument is for you. You have to play. I mean, really, you should play. You're, you're awesome. You will, you will rock with this instrument. So I'm like, all right, all right, sounds good. And then straight away, he grabbed one of his didgeridoos, like a real traditional Australian Aboriginal didgeridoo, like, like expensive one, and he just gave it to me. And he was like, "Man, really, you you have to play." And he gave me this this instrument, and I was really, I felt really uncomfortable with it. I was like, "No, man, I cannot, I cannot receive it. Why? I give it, I give it to you. I'm happy with it, and I, I, I welcomed it after a while, but I felt really uncomfortable." And it's interesting how I like, I, I really enjoy offering things coming from this beautiful, kind inner space. I'm happy to give things, but why am I struggling to receive things? Why blocking this beautiful flow of life and of, of kindness? It's beautiful. And why would I block it? And then I would look looking it through the stools I, we talked about before. What belief do I have? Why I believe that I'm not worth, worth it? What should I do? Like, according to this belief, what should I do to be worth it? Are there some conditions? And that's the, this book, The Four Agreements. Are, if, you, if you're making space for those four agreements, they are like kind of erasing the older ancient agreement you have with yourself. The, all those beliefs you have, I deserve love if I do this. I will provide myself what I need once I achieve this or once this person is feel like this. So conditional love. Yeah, conditional love and all those agreements, all those belief systems, uh, yeah, making room for those four agreements is big, 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 big source of change. Yeah, I think there is a big, big, big process to make space to erase, erase and 
make space for new yeah new relationship with yourself and there is a, a lot to do we are we grew up in in a family with his own issues and our parents and and brothers and sisters friends family system everything gave us and shared with us beliefs and all the system we grew we grew in gave us incomplete and unsatisfying patterns beliefs and uh, when we're studying uh, a conscious journey it's up to us to change it and slowly step by step it's not happening in a day but yeah all right i feel uncomfortable now something is going on and then oh how how could i understand and break down this this situation what's going on and slowly and slowly bringing life and and awareness in this big mess and the most we're working on it the more powerful and effective everything becomes now when i have an issue it's much faster to be solved or just clear understood understood but the beginning is probably a bit more seems to be more challenging and difficult that's a mountain but yes step by step with tools tools and and help and support Mm. i mean we don't always have to do it uh by ourselves we can uh well, the reality is we can reach out to, 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 to friends and family, but the the main work needs to be done by ourselves, mm. for sure. No one can walk our path for us or discover our needs for us. I just want to go back a little bit uh, to the patterns that we can adopt when we're growing up in our families mm. and how, yeah, a lot of them can be unhelpful. Some of them are beautiful. Some of them are gifts. And others really get in our way and trip us over. Uh, but in relation to self-worth, I know I've felt quite scared even giving myself the permission to be like, yes, Ben, you are worthy of love. You are actually not even that. You are worthy to be different. You, It's okay to be different from how your dad is or how your mom is and how they showed you uh, to receive love or to go and get love because I was afraid, I was terrified that if I made this change, they wouldn't accept me anymore. Yeah, I'd say there's still fears there for me in making really big changes in my life out of the fear that they would abandon me because I'd changed too much that they're like, hey, you don't speak our language of love anymore. You're out. We don't recognize you. And at the moment, I've changed enough. I've brought a lot of self-worth and self-love into my life and seen the effects. I can relate to what you were talking about with this exponential growth. And really, I'm just beginning. So it's exciting to you know, hear from you. You've been doing it for longer. And to see where you're at right now, it's exciting. But what I wanted to say was it can be so difficult to, to, to break away from... Uh, it feels like we're breaking away from our families when we make these big jumps and we break these old habits that they've shown us how to live. But now that I have made some of these big changes, I see actually that 
they still love me and they have always loved me and there is an unconditional love there even beyond their conditional love conditioned by their own past so it's comforting for me to know that no matter how much I change I'll still be accepted um, but at the start this was terrifying for me so I just wanted to share that in case anyone else is is uh, having that same fear because it kept me stuck for a long long time so there's no real question in there but <laughs> I needed to share that yeah maybe for some some people the family won't be able to welcome you through all your chains and that's another challenge probably part of your your journey but the family is much bigger than just a blood family and that's for me something i haven't seen my father for two years now i'm traveling and i probably won't see him for uh, several more years uh That's fine. I would be happy to see him again, but I feel like connected to myself and this way I'm, I feel way deeply deeper connected to other people and I meet I meet brother and sister everywhere. I meet the family is big. I don't want to sound like super hippie, but yeah, that's how I feel. It's beautiful and you can I don't know, some people don't feel the the connection with their own family we are part of the same same yeah same family but without this this connection of love or at least it's not expressed or not perceived and that's right maybe that's like this at, at this this moment but yeah love and just caring Caring and unconditionally can be can be found founded. Yes, founded. Founded, like through many many different relationships, and and that's awesome. That's awesome. The our home is big. That's 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 a whole earth, earth, and the family can be can be gigantic, and that's beautiful. Wow, uh, and it also takes the pressure off. You know, if our family. Uh, doesn't know how to deal with the changes we're going through mm. we're not dependent on them being okay with it or not because as you said our family extends much bigger than just our blood family mm. if if you allow yourself to be a part of it i think yeah. you know if you feel a part of it it is there for you um and that is a beautiful thing because it takes the pressure off other people needing to accept you specific people yeah. needing to accept you in order for you to feel loved and worthy yeah. it sounds like uh, recognizing all the people around us not just our family it sounds like recognizing the people around us as our family starts with us treating ourselves kindly giving ourselves the space to to be and to exist why why do, <laughs> I don't, I'm still trying to work this out for myself but why do you think it works that way Why can't we go to someone else first before building up this self-worth in ourselves? Go to someone else and be like, hey, you're part of my family. Let's make each other feel good. Mm. Um, I've tried that with myself and realized, hmm, there's something wrong here, something missing. And I guess 
in that situation, both people are playing those roles. Mm. And really, at the end of the day, not truly finding what they're looking for. So why is it that self-worth, you could call it self-love, self-acceptance, why does that come first? Why is that the first? Why do we have to show ourselves love, give ourselves the space to be okay with ourselves, to allow whatever we find within ourselves to be completely fine? Why, why do you feel like, what do you, like I'm just fascinated why we need to start first with ourselves and then other things start to happen in our lives, really positive changes. And we begin to feel a part of this larger family. Mm. Big question. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. I think this is a really helpful thing for me. Uh, when we are pointing out something, like literally, now I'm pointing at something with my finger. I think like I'm I'm talking about something out of me, external, an external thing. But if you observe your own hand doing this, I have three fingers pointing to myself, while. I think I'm talking about something else. Right. It's like, no, I'm talking about you. I don't like you when you do this. Mm. Oh, hang on. I don't, I don't welcome myself when I do this, actually. But that's, uh, wow, that's uh, steps further. And so you're saying, yeah, I'm familiar with this saying. It's like when you point a finger at someone else yeah. for doing something wrong or something you don't like, there's, you said three. Some people say there's four fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. Saying, hey, look at yourself. What's going on for you right now? So maybe, yeah, just trying to be aware of all those things. And yes, yeah, the way I should first fix the things with myself, I should, I should first be clear. And, and how could I have an authentic relationship with others without being myself and welcoming myself? How can I welcome others if I'm not doing it from providing the same thing to me? You cannot say if someone's sinking in the water, if not, you, you're not able to swim first. You will just both die. But being focused on our self and growth and uh, happiness can, could sound like something selfish. Like, hey, it's a lot of attention for yourself. What about others? But I think maybe this feedback will come from people struggling with this, like struggling with the self-worth and and offering them the main place in their life. You, I'm, I'm experiencing my own movie. I'm the superstar in my movie, and I'm the main character. Doesn't mean that I need all the attention, but it's my movie, and that's important to... I don't know. I want to be a happy character. I want to, to be a genuine one, and, and through it... The movie is awesome. That's not a drama movie. That's not a horror movie. That's a f funny, inspiring, healthy movie. But because I worked on this and I removed all those, or few of them, uh, those patterns and beliefs, which could make my movie become like a horror movie or drama movie. That's not what I want to live. So, yeah, working on ourselves and providing all the things we would expect to come from the external outer world. Right, providing those for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I've been that person to see other people taking care of themselves 
and thinking, wow, that is so selfish. <laughs> and later realizing, ah, I thought that was selfish because at the time there was no way I would allow myself the same gift of giving to myself, of honoring the space I needed or standing up for my feelings and my needs. So that was a huge wake-up call for me, huge, realizing, wow. So I can actually get mad at other people when things aren't so good within myself and pretend, you know, it was the same thing, like pointing, hey, look how selfish you are. And those fingers were pointing back at me saying, "Uh uh-uh, take a look inside first before you start projecting your stuff onto someone else. And there's nothing wrong with that. That was a part of my path. Um, But I need to own that. Usually I like to finish with a fairly light question, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do the opposite today (laughs) and ask you a pretty big question. What is the meaning of life? Well, if you know, I would like to... That wasn't my question, but if you know the answer, you can share it. Yeah, maybe. In, in another podcast, maybe. <laughs> you know, I have some inspirations through it. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll hear, hear from you again soon. Um, my question right now is, what do you feel is driving you? What What is inspiring you to live the life you are living and to work on yourself to explore and expand in your life and do the things you're doing you know there's a lot of creativity flowing through you and 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 giving to others with the this the sound healing and the massage and a lot of other things you do what's what do you feel the driving force is behind that being inspired by myself i like this idea of relationship with myself above the time like my past self my future self and Ideally, I would like to be all the time proud of what I'm doing. And all right, that's that's beautiful. That's inspiring, living what you want to, living your life for real. Yeah, meaningfulness. I want to share things, meaning something to me. And that's pretty much it, maybe. I don't know, and that's making this place a bit better sounds cliche but at the end that's making sense let's we have to change some things and we are ready to to welcome and to create a, a reality vibrating higher it's more authenticity and and yeah let's create a real life and changing Change is starting with us, so I want to be part, actively part of this. But what's the driving, what, what's the, the energy, you know, what's the fuel for the motor? You know, you want to do all these things, but why? That's my question. Okay, so maybe I don't understand the question properly. No, you answered, you answered a lot of it just then, but <laughs> I'm digging a bit deeper. It may be just caring. I care, I do care myself. All of us, the planet, the animals, the we're living in a pretty awesome world, and yeah, let's care, let's let's create something beautiful. It's already beautiful, but not for all of us at all. And I believe in this this group collective power we have. If we reach, I don't know, we're talking about the, the critical mass. If we reach a specific amount of people 
being more aware, I I really believe in 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 another world, and why wouldn't do this? Trying to do this, it's there is no excuse. Maybe it won't never happen. Maybe not in my life, not in in the next generation. But that's not an excuse. So yeah, caring. Yeah. I realize now asking such a big question, I have no idea how to to end our conversation because it feels like we're up here and we can't just end. Huh. Maybe it would be nice to uh, put a little recording of your your didgeridoo playing in the end. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim, thank you for talking with me today. With pleasure. It was really interesting. And I hope you guys listening to this was interesting as well and meaningful and maybe helping a bit or yeah maybe you didn't know about this those tools and they're awesome give it a go i'll include the links to these resources in in the the post so everyone can just find them very easily yeah cool well thanks yep my pleasure thank you